and welcome back to All Things Dark and Horrorful, the horror podcast that digs deeper into the mysterious, terrifying world of the paranormal. But in this episode, episode two, have you ever heard of the film The Conjuring 2? I bet most of you horror-loving fans have. Um, They are a very, very good set of horror films. Um, Well, The Conjuring 2 actually focuses on a true story called the Enfield Poltergeist. Now, there has been many books and documentaries and miniseries and films made about the Enfield haunting. So I'm going to tell you about the actual story that attracted considerable press coverage in British newspapers, such as the Daily Mail and the Daily Mirror. And like I've just said, it has been the subject of many books and television documentaries and it's been traumatised into horror films. As you know, if you've seen Conjuring 2. If you haven't seen Conjuring 2, then watch them. Obviously start with The Conjuring and then work your way up. Um, you will not regret it. They are really, really good horror movies. Especially if you like the jump feeling. The horror films that just make you jump out of nowhere. They're the best kind. I love them kind of films. So anyway, let's get into the Enfield Poltergeist story. So between August 1977 and 1979, single parent Peggy Hodgson called the police to a rented home in Enfield, claiming that she had witnessed furniture moving and that two of her four children said that knocking sounds could be heard on the walls. So it all started when Peggy had put her daughter Janet to bed and she heard loud scraping noises coming from her daughter's bedroom. She was 11 at the time, Janet, and Peggy had put her to bed. She'd come downstairs, we'll probably print kettle on to make herself a cup of tea, and she could hear scraping noises. So she ran upstairs to see what were happening. As you would, you'd want to go upstairs and see what the kids were doing because... After all, they should be in bed asleep. And if they're not and they're playing about, then obviously you need to go up and tell them. Um, So Peggy ran upstairs uh, to see what the kids were doing. But when she opened the door, she saw a heavy wooden dresser sliding unaided across the room. So a really big wooden, and I should imagine they were really, really heavy. Back in 1977, they had the great big like mahogany solid wood furniture i know we've got solid wood furniture these days but it's all like pine and stuff from ikea it's flat pack it's not that heavy you know but back in 1977 they didn't have ikea in that back then and all the furniture were just really really big and heavy so for that to move unaided across the floor on its own yeah that's um that's that's creepy so what Peggy did was she pushed past the chest of drawers to go into the bedroom and then she grabbed all of them and pulled them to put them back into place but as soon as she let go of the chest of drawers or the dresser, it started moving again. And just as it started to move again, she could hear someone or something knocking frantically on the walls. At Margaret, age 13, and Janet, age 11, these were her two children that were mainly the victims of this haunting. And this was in their bedroom. The chest of drawers moving was in Margaret and Janet's bedroom. Um, and they witnessed a lot of the banging on the walls and a lot of the furniture moving. So later that night, they ran the police. And when the police came to take statements, a female officer said that she saw a chair move and wobble. So for someone else to see it and to witness it, it does kind of make you think, oh, hang on then, there, there is something dodgy going on here. The policewoman obviously told people what she saw and what she witnessed. So it became a paranormal mystery. And the next day... The story was in the papers, and that's when the legend of the Enfield poltergeist was born. So over 18 months, 
the banging on the walls got worse and they even started to hear voices. Uh, there were loud noises, there were toys being thrown around, there were chairs being tipped up, there were furniture just moving on its own as and when it wanted to. And this is really, really freaky. But the children even started levitating. Now there is a picture of 11-year-old Janet and whether it's true or not, I personally think it is because, again, we are talking about the 1970s. They didn't have Photoshop and stuff back then. So I don't believe that it was faked. And there is actually a picture of her levitating above a bed. Um, If you type in Enfield Haunting or Enfield Poltergeist into Google and it will come up, there'll be loads of pictures because they did actually interview Janet and her family. They did do a documentary back in, I think it were early early 80s, late 1970s. Um, and they did do a interview with the family. And they did take these pictures. So, Enfield Haunting or Enfield Poltergeist into Google. Let me know what you think. So, this story, this paranormal mystery became very well known. It was in all of the papers. It was spoken about on the news and a lot of journalists wanted to go and witness it for themselves. So, of course, they went to Peggy's house, and most of them did believe it. A lot of people suspected that the story had been exaggerated, or that the weirdness was the result of children playing pranks on each other, or playing pranks on Peggy, uh, the mother. But then, the more the journalists came to the house, and Peggy was letting people come in, she was letting them spend the night, she was letting them spend hours there. Over the course of 18 months... 30 people, this is including journalists and neighbours, they witnessed some sort of paranormal activity. So over 30 people, we don't know exactly, but over 30 people had witnessed some strange going-ons happening in the house. Now, for over 30 people to, to, to witness something, then you have to believe it's true. 30 people, 30 different people that do not know each other, that have come to the house to see if they can witness something, have witnessed something, you have to believe that it's true. They're not going to fake it. This is, again, a lot of people even now probably still don't believe that it's true, but I personally do. Um, I think that might be because I'm a really big horror fan. I absolutely love a good ghost story, as you know. Um, Anything to do with poltergeist and that, I love it. So whether it's because I want to believe that it's true, either way, it's frightening and it scares me and I love it. So again, personally, I don't think they faked it. Um, But in the following months, things got even more sinister. And Janet claimed she was being used by the poltergeist, while strange bangs and knocking sounds persisted. So Janet, age 11, she is the one who shared the bedroom with Margaret, age 13, when the strange things started happening. When Peggy had put the kids to bed and she could hear noises, she ran upstairs, big chest of drawers moved on its own. That was in Janet and Margaret's bedroom. While the poltergeist took a liking to Janet and Janet felt like she was being used and the poltergeist would possess Janet so he would speak through Janet nobody actually witnessed this so obviously Peggy had told the news and it was in the papers that Janet was being possessed by this poltergeist and it drew even more attention and one guy Maurice Gross a former inventor and leading paranormal investigator he heard about this story and he was very very interested and obviously he wanted to go and investigate. So he got in touch with Peggy, told him who he was and what he did, and Peggy invited him to the house. So he had based himself at the house and was joined by another investigator who was an expert when it came to poltergeist, and he was called Guy Playfair. So while they were at the house, the researchers reported a series of curious whistling and barking noises. 
But what the strange thing is about this is they were all sat in a room together. They heard the whistling and barking noises, but it were coming from Janet's direction. And Janet was just sat there, not saying anything. Her mouth wasn't even open. She was not moving her lips. She was not speaking. But everybody could hear this whistling and barking noises. And it was all coming from Janet's direction. So, Morris and Guy, obviously they'd witnessed this. They were there at the time. They decided to whip the TV cameras out and start filming. They needed to get this on camera. They needed people to see what was happening in that house. And they needed people to believe Peggy and her children when they say that they were being haunted by this poltergeist. They needed people to see it. So they whipped out the TV cameras, they fired them up and they started recording. And they also did an interview with Janet. Um, They wanted to try and get this poltergeist to come through Janet and speak through her. And they sat her down, told her what they was hoping to get out of this. And guess what? The poltergeist came through and spoke through Janet. Now, a lot of people, again, said that it was fake. But if you go on the internet and type in the Enfield Haunting Janet interview, the actual interview that were filmed in the 1970s is on there and you will be able to see and hear what Guy and Morris heard and saw at the time. It is very freaky, I will tell you. It is very unexplainable how an 11-year-old little girl can fake the voice of an angry old male is unknown to me is i personally believe that it's true because how how a an 11 year old girl can speak like that and not strain her own voice is very unexplainable of course i believe that it's true watch the video let me know what you think let me know if you think that it's true or not so in the interview the investigator did his research and he tried to narrow down details about the ghost based on its responses that were coming through from janet So they eventually got from the ghost that he was a male. He was 72 years old and he was called Bill Wilkins, a man who had lived and died at the house decades earlier. And he actually had a heart attack in the chair that still remained in the Hodgson's living room. They'd not got rid of the chair. It It was there when they moved in and they decided to keep it. And that was Bill's chair that he had died in. So obviously the interview was on the news and people could see and hear Bill speaking through Janet and this really old croaky voice that that she, that she was speaking in, which wasn't her voice because like I said, an 11 year old cannot fake a voice like that without straining her own voice and she was jumping from her, from her own voice to Bill's voice and there was no, when she was speaking like how she normally speaks, Her voice wasn't strained. Really, really weird. So anyway, this obviously made the news. And an American magician called Milbourne Christopher, he saw this interview. And he said that the poltergeist was nothing more than the antics of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and who was very, very clever. That's what Milbourne said, Milbourne Christopher. There was also another guy called Ray Allen, and he was a ventriloquist. And he actually visited the house to see if Janet was actually making this voice up, see if it was actually her. And he believed the male voices that were coming from Janet were vocal tricks, but he couldn't back up what he was saying. He had no evidence to prove that these male voices were actually vocal tricks. He just said that it was, 
with no evidence to follow up his claims. So after the interview, after Morris and Guy had interviewed Janet, her trances became more violent. So Bill would possess her on a regular basis and he would be very, very violent. Um, And a mother once had to intervene. During one violent episode when Bill was possessing Janet, he had made Janet wrap herself in a curtain and the fabric had tangled around her throat, so it was pulling as if as if he wanted to seriously hurt her. But luckily Peggy had walked in at the time this was happening, saw what was happening and managed to help and get Janet down from the curtain rail. So obviously this story of the Enfield Poltergeist was in all the newspapers, was in all the news, and that's when... Um, TV producers and movie producers came in and they wanted to dramatise it. Um, So what you actually see on the miniseries and in the films, some of it is make-believe, some of it is made up. That's just to make the film more interesting. Um, But if you actually watch the documentaries, the actual documentaries that Morris and Guy had recorded themselves and filmed themselves you can track them down on the internet just type in the Enfield Poltergeist or the Enfield Haunting you'll be able to track these down the actual interviews they are real um, there is images there is videos there is Janet actually speaking as Janet there is also Bill Wilkins always speaking through Janet google it and let me know what you think but a lot of people at the time thought that Peggy was behind the whole thing they thought that it was a plot to get a better council house or she wanted fame and money. But up to this day, she has never earned a penny. She has never got a penny from this story. Even the films they made, the books they've written, everything, she has not got a penny from this story. And Janet, up to this day, still insists that the whole paranormal experience was true. And She had an interview when she became a woman, Uh, Janet and Margaret both had interviews. I actually believe that Peggy had passed by the time that Janet and Margaret had these interviews. I think it was late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know that they had um, some interviews when they became adults. So again, just Google uh, Janet and Margaret Hodgson and they shall come up and you'll be able to hear these interviews. So that's it for this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I have given you a better insight into the Enfield poltergeist. Um, Feel free to Google it. Feel free to go on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. That's all things dark and horrible. Let me know what you think about the Enfield poltergeist. Is it real? Was it faked? Let me know what you think. And join me next time for more hair-raising stories about the paranormal.